Hello and welcome to the Joe Moffat Show. I am your host, Joe Moffat, coming to you live. That's right, live. All the way live from Enid, Oklahoma at the JM Studios, which of course is my motherfucking garage. Don't y'all judge me. Damn it, I love hanging out in here. And I love you guys. I fucking missed you. Y'all have no idea how much I miss doing the damn show and I miss a week or so. And I'm not going to kid you, though. I mean, be honest with you. Last week was a little tumultuous, if you will. You know, going into the holiday weekend. It was the first week uh, that my son Keyshawn was here, which we will actually be doing uh, Daddy Time 2. For those that don't know, go back and check out Daddy Time. It was one of my uh, favorite shows that I did last year. Um, and it was a show that I did with my son, with me and him hanging out, playing video games, kicking it, having a good time. Um, and actually, after I finish this one, I'm going to go ahead and uh, jump into that with him. But like I told him, some of the subject topics that we own today um, uh, that we're doing on this episode in particular aren't necessarily kid-friendly. So we're going to let him you know, keep catching them Z's that he in there getting right now. And then we're going to go on and knock this out uh, quick, fast, and in a hurry so that we can get Bubba in here in the studio and get him on the mic as well. Much love and respect for all of the new followers that have um, joined us on Twitter. Just to give out a couple of names here. Um, of, of, like I said, it's, it's been a lot of people that have started following us over the last few weeks. Um, this is including Matt Gibson at Crimson Symphony, the Genja Ninja Show from the Genja Ninjas, uh, Haley Curran, which I'm willing to bet that's probably spam, uh, Laugh Track Entertainment, D-L-Y-H-L Podcast, uh, writer Brett Allen, um, Healthy Living in Life, Leah Russell, Allie and Charlie, TGR Presents, um, Somebody who decided to name himself Mr. White and follow my crazy black ass. Uh, These are the films, which is a podcast. And then I also want to give a shout out to all the podcasts that have shown me love countless numbers of times, uh, particularly uh, my folks over at Just In Time podcast, as well as everybody over at Urban Air podcast, Radio Random Network, Master Debaters, Geekish Cast, um, uh, Irresponsible Mentors. Um, as well as Juliet Miranda, um, her producer, David, um, No Idea Podcast, Russell McClain, Barrier, the list goes on and on and on. Thank you so much uh, for all the love that you guys have shown to me. Um, Also, a special kudos and hello to who I hope becomes a new listener of the show, Mr. Brad Hinky. For those who don't know who Brad William Hinky is, he plays Piscatella. On one of my new favorite addictions, which is Orange is the New Black. Shout out to the whole cast of that show. I love the entire ensemble. However, I hate you motherfuckers because y'all kill Pussy. I know, spoiler alert, I get it, but don't trip. I got a whole shitload of spoiler alerts coming on later on in the show. I just had to put that out there. And once again, Brad, thank you for all the love that you've shown us on Twitter. And I hope you catch up on a couple episodes. You'll definitely enjoy yourself. He kind of... I kind of rubbed him the wrong way the first time I talked to him because I was watching the episode, which was right after Pusey died, and I was just pissed off at him. And I went on Twitter, and I just so happened to say he looked like a fake-ass version of the mountain. Now, in my opinion, you know, I understand that the mountain has went through some transformations that have made him ugly as fuck. So I wasn't looking at Brad. Please understand, Brad, I wasn't talking about as far as the new mountain, the, the creepy 2.0, gross, disgusting-looking version. I was talking about the semi-handsome, big, huge, ginormous motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Before that cat from Dorn, like, fucked him up um, to the point that his whole face is now shit. Uh, so please understand, Brad, we're talking about, you know, the original Mountain, not Mountain 2.0. Um, by the way, as you are a huge individual, please don't kill me in public, uh, because I will run and contact local authorities. Now, um, on with the show. (laughs) But yeah, like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate all the love. Uh, thank you so much. Um, and, and, you know, there it is, you know, now that I'm done tossing salad and everything, kissing everybody's ass for anybody that I missed. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I do do my show here in Oklahoma live and with all of the issues that this state has, for those that don't know, 
Um, the state of Oklahoma has a huge budget crisis on its hands. Um, countless numbers of teachers and employees have lost jobs. Um, there have been some shining lights with, with, you know, some people receiving raises and things of those natures, but it's been at the expense of cutting others that having to go without, you know. So let, let's just keep that in mind um, when we get ready to cover the subject topic of Kevin Durant, because I love the way this state has gotten so fucking up in arms about what a single man, single meaning one by himself alone, this has to do with his own personal career. Let me say this again. Personal career. Nothing that Kevin Durant did by leaving the Thunder and going to the Golden State Warriors, which I think was a stupid fucking move in the first place, but like LeBron and countless others, we know these kids have no loyalty. And be honest with you, why should they? The owners of these teams are sometimes some dis despicable motherfuckers. But all of the fans and all of the people want to get mad because the player don't want to put up with somebody else's bullshit no more. You don't know what the hell KD was going through at, at, with the Thunder. Yeah, granted, he might have been, in our eyes, the greatest thing since sliced bread. But if the powers that be in the front office didn't feel that way nor treat him that way, well, of course he was going to leave. Why not? When you, motherfucker, if you're somewhere where you ain't wanted, what the fuck are you going to stay there for? For the benefit of others? Nigga, this ain't a marriage. This is sports. And it's all about money. You understand what I'm saying? The whole fucking world and freaked out about Kevin Durant's personal decision. You know what I'm saying? And don't get me wrong. As far as his legacy, I, I can get where everybody's mad. And, and I don't even know if he's focusing on it. But you build a legacy by staying in-house, where you were, and grinding it out, figuring it out as it comes. Jordan was one of the few players that was smart enough to understand this. Now, I don't think Chicago would have let him go under any circumstances. And I'm not really sure what type of trade talk, if there were any, during Jordan's career before he won them championships. But I can say this. Him staying in Chicago not only was beneficial, but let's call a spade a spade. And as I've mentioned before, he knew his career was going to shoot up. Not just because of him being Michael Jordan, not just because he was on the Bulls, but he also knew that there was no other coach in the league at that time better than Phil Jackson. Okay. Rudy Tonjanovich was good. I'll give him that. Rudy was great. Was great. You know. But Rudy never really had to touch bases with Michael and them Bulls. They, they played the Bulls in Houston, but they never really dealt with, you know, when they played the Bulls through the two series, well, well, the, the two years when, when Houston won the championship, the first year Michael was gone. There was nothing to deal with. So you didn't have to worry about Michael Jordan. And in the second year, yeah, Michael came back, but he wasn't Michael. They had a feeling that they, they still made it to the Eastern Conference Finals with a half Michael, not even the whole Michael. They still made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, which cracks me up because, once again, at that time, everybody was riding that Orlando Magic dick. And the Magic kicked them out. But then what did the Magic do when they got to Houston? Got their ass swept. Sweep, sweep out the door. They didn't have no answer for Akeem Olajuwon at all. None. They thought Shaq was going to be the answer. Bullshit. And Michael did it. Michael didn't have no fucking big-ass cast of characters. He had Pippen. He had Rodman. Everybody else was just a fact. Everybody else was just a fact. Rodman had already won titles. That's the reason why I mentioned him, even though he was crazy as fuck at the time. But in the same breath, when that nigga was on the court with Michael Jordan, his ass was about business. Because Michael told his ass, your ass is going to be about business if you're going to be here with us. And there it is. Six titles later, it was on. 
And then Michael was gone again because of the strike. So Michael really abandoned, Michael abandoned the Bulls twice, but not in the way that you can say that KD is abandoning OKC. Michael Jordan left the first time from the Bulls because he was devastated over the loss of his father. It made him sick to his stomach. It made him, and I can understand where he was coming from, brother. I get it, man. You lost your father. How can you focus on anything when when your best friend and died? I get that. KD, on the other hand, this was purely money. Second time Michael left, he was done. Why sit around a half a year waiting to see what the hell going to happen? And then he came back again for a little bit more because, to be honest with you, he was robbed of that seven championship. He should have won seven championships, and he would have if it wasn't for that damn strike. That strike came in in some cases to benefit other teams so they wouldn't have to see Michael. That role that the Bulls was on was not about to stop. By no means. So that strike was beneficial to the whole goddamn league. Let's just call a spade a spade. You look at when it happened, who did it stop? The Bulls. It did, because Michael retired. Call him a spade a spade, folks. But he retired. He didn't abandon the Bulls. He didn't leave them. He didn't go play for another team just out of shits and giggles. But everybody's shocked because KD did what he wanted to do. Well, he's a player, and it was his damn decision. I ain't got no beef with him over it, especially not in a state like Oklahoma where we having to really deal with this bullshit. There are motherfuckers in this state right now, July the 7th, that are planning to go in front of this man's restaurant Kevin Durant's restaurant in Oklahoma City and burn jerseys. There's been fools burning $50, $75, $100, $150, $250 jerseys on the internet making a statement. And I ain't going to lie. I got pissed off at the Texans years ago, ripped the jersey in half. Should I have been pissed before, too? I get why you get mad about sports. People are getting passionate about their sports. But when it comes to the business side of it, you ain't got shit to do with it. Shut the fuck up. I understand y'all upset that KD left, but God damn it, you know what? We got bigger issues to deal with because this is the same state that a, with a budget deficit that is fucking enormous, okay? A governor who's been using her title as more of a crush to naturally improving the, poverty, the quality of life for the people in her state. A, pers a, a, a sports star in this state can make a personal decision about their career. People get all up in arms. But let the state legislature present a budget that includes firing teachers, cutting Medicaid payments, and a 6% budget cut to the, department, to the Department of Public Safety. These are the people who train our police officers. Public safety. That's the last place we need to be cutting money is the place that keeps fucking people safe. Because people are the fucking public. And you cut their money? If it's a dime, that's too much. Because they're protecting us. But you motherfuckers want to get mad because of a goddamn basketball player. They can't do shit, ain't done shit to really change and better our community. He's a ball player. What can he do? They can only do so much. Because at the end of the day, when they go home and they put that basketball court down, they take them shoes off and they sit in their big ass house, that motherfucker's a human. That's it. Y'all can look at him on Super, as Superman for them 60, for them 48 minutes on the court. You can picture that motherfucker to be whatever the fuck you want him to be. But when he get off that court and go in that locker room, take that jersey off, he is a human being. He a human on the court, but not in your eyes. Did Kevin Durant go down to the state legislature's office and, and tell them motherfuckers that all of their, these rules and bullshit that they passing these laws and this goddamn budget is bullshit? No. So what are we missing with Kevin Durant leaving? Not a goddamn thing. You want to know why? Because it'll be another motherfucker coming in right after him. Okay? The Bulls sitting around crying when Michael retired? No. Wouldn't got more players. That's what teams do. I'm a John Norman's J.J. Watt fan. Huge. I know J.J. only got a 
couple more years left on his contract, and it's possible that he might go somewhere else. Think I'm mad about it? No. I'm wishing his best. I'm going to be a little pissed, but it is what it is. I hope he gets us a Super Bowl first. That's all I can ask. Just entertain me. Nothing more, nothing less. We ask too much of these sports stars and don't ask shit about politicians. Don't ask shit about the people who are actually making the rules around us. Nah. We got time with, with a nigga making a personal decision about his personal life and his job. Okay? Nigga go outside and make an announcement saying he leaving McDonald's to go to Burger King. I nor you will give a fuck. Let's be real. Shit. So, yeah, let, let's let's not just, let's get over the pissing and moaning about what a man does this career while people are going out of job. You know, there's, there's countless numbers of oil field workers in this state without a job because the fucking oil field companies went on a fucking pumping craze and pumped the whole goddamn ground dry so goddamn bad that we had earthquakes popping off up here. Don't tell me that the goddamn oil companies wouldn't cause them earthquakes since the earthquakes have stopped after the, all the damn drilling and slowed down. There ain't been an earthquake since the drilling stopped. Hardly. There has been. It's been very few and far between. We had, what, damn near 150 in one day? And now there's damn near none? I ain't felt the earthquake in over nine months, over six months up here. Well over six, probably eight, nine months. Been down, I think last time I felt an earthquake, I was at work. It was December. And they were still drilling out here. They didn't stop drilling. Ain't been no earthquakes. Cause and effect is a motherfucker, ain't it? Shit. Everybody worried about goddamn KD. Tell you some other dashes of fuckery that have come across my goddamn page. Over the last few days. And this one here is really a big one. Especially with the social climate. Of America. Right now. Okay. Who the fuck. Started a petition. Explain this to me folks. Y'all I had to take my glasses off. And, and rub my eyes. And, and, and just gaze in the space. At the audacity of some people. You audacity motherfuckers are going to tell me that y'all ass need to not only send a petition to a show that is ran by a black woman and in this petition, you want to tell a black woman that she need to fire a black man after he gave an ins uh, inspiring and powerful speech to black people. What in the fuck is wrong with your stupid ass? You... <laughs> <laughs> Hear me again when I say this shit. You as a black woman to fire a black man from her black ran show after he made an empowering speech to black people. <laughs> Fuck y'all dumb. That's the stupidest shit I've heard in the history of shit. It take a special dose of stupidity to get away with that kind of shit. I'm sorry. That's a, nigga, that's past having gall. I don't even think gall is strong enough of a word. That's so goddamn audastic, it's scary. It truly is. You gotta be an audastic son of a bitch to ask a black woman to fire a black man after he said some inspiring shit to some black people. That take balls. Or ignorance. Or stupidity. I'm hoping it takes a lot of drugs. This has to be something drug-induced. If it's drug induced, I can forgive you in some cases. Cause you're like, yeah, hey, I was on, I, I took a hit of crack and lost my senses. Oh, it's fine, and you know, crackheads do that all the time. It's understandable, you know. I let that shit go. But this is crackhead shit. But we can't label it just as crackhead shit because it's crazy as fuck. I'm sorry. You, <laughs> how the fuck you gonna boycott this? Ask for a boycott of this man after the words he said. The empowerment. Empowerment. 
sour meat that came from that speech. Brothers and man, y'all don't understand. If you ain't heard the speech, go back and listen to it. They got it on BT. It's right there. It's on BT. And you'll love it. You'll love the hell out of that speech. Because every word that man said was true. Except for one little thing. There's one thing that, that I don't think he touched on that well. He mentioned it when he referenced to, to, to black women and, and, and the mistreatment that has you know, taken place in the black community pertaining to our women. However, and as I mentioned in our rant that was posted earlier today, uh, you know, we as black people got a lot of problems going on with ourselves, our stuff that need to be addressed. That's the one thing, if anything, Jesse missed out on, and, and he didn't take advantage of that opportunity, you know. He let white folks have it and gave them the business. He told them straight down, we ain't taking this shit no more. But remember the name Tyshawn Lee, y'all. Look it up. Look him up. We got to start doing better for ourselves and when we can ask for anybody else to do better for us. Anybody that was angry about anything Jesse Williams was said, you a jackass. And, and <laughs> I mean, shit, the, the, the man said truth. He said fact. We ain't taking that shit no more. We tired of being treated as, 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 as the pawn in the system. I'm sorry. And even though black, white, purple, or green were all pawns of the government, we need to tell the government to get off their ass and make life better for us because they're not. Okay? For the same amount of white folks, the same amount of black people that's poor and going and impoverished and live without, I can give you a group of white folks that's doing through the same thing. And you motherfucking stand there and go hand in hand and figure out how we can do more together. That's what we need to start working on too, you know what I'm saying? Doing more together. You know, me as a black man, if I give, for some reason or another as a black man, I give somebody a business idea even no, particularly. Well, okay, no, 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 no. I'll give you. An, I have a perfect example. Yesterday, um, the porn star Samantha Thirty Eight G. Y'all can see this on my feed. It's on there. It's on my Twitter feed. You can go back and see this right now. This is dead serious. This happened to me yesterday. She made a comment pertaining to BBW actresses and porn, um, feeling, I guess, feeling or treated as if or being treated as if they can't get roles. In certain films, things of that nature, which is understandable. I can see that. They treat BBWs as a niche because they do the same thing to black people. They do the same thing to skinny people. That, that, that Porn is one of the most niched in field forms of art I've ever seen because everything is broken into a bracket of where you can find a particular thing, which is understandable. Everybody has their likes. Okay? But I actually like what uh, Samantha said um, on her page because she was telling these young ladies that, hey, if you can't get nobody to hire you to do it, baby, do it yourself. I, as being a businessman myself, decided to take it one step further. And I told her, I said, you know, you could be an inspiration to these young ladies by, you know, consulting them and, and, and giving them a, a little push, if you will. And she basically said that oh trying to make money out. most people who get into porn are broke well that's bullshit <laughs> okay <laughs> first of all most people that get into any fucking job bitch is broke okay I don't fuck what you doing there's niggas out here scooping shit in the street to make a paycheck so we all go to work cause we broke let's just establish that shit right now if you don't go to work your ass is gonna be broke okay we all fucking broke Okay, you feel me? But your broke ass sometimes could use a little helping hand and a little guidance, teaching, understanding to do better. That's what my approach was at this conversation. All I was saying was, well, think about it. If you teach a man, you tell a man, or for that matter, you give a man a fish, like they always say, give a man a fish, he eat for a day. Teach his ass to fish, he'll live, he'll eat forever. The only reason why that don't work with some of these millennials and shit because some of you motherfuckers got to get off the couch to go fishing. You motherfuckers don't even want to do that some goddamn time, okay? So needless to say, when, when we're looking at these situations as, as far as to do more, you feel me? 
We all need to start helping each other do more. You want to stop poverty? You want to stop people from being broke? Tell them how to make money. The old adage used to be years ago, the game is to be sold, not told. Bull, I'm stopping that. I'm through with that adage. Because keeping it to myself ain't helping me because it ain't going nowhere. I could tell somebody my idea and maybe they can turn it into something. Even if they fucking steal it from me, I'll have the satisfaction of knowing that it came up. Now, I'll be a lying motherfucker that I ain't saying going to sue the bastard's ass off. I mean, let's call it spade a spade. But let's not assume that somebody's going to be dishonest just straight through the door, even though, you know, that is, that, that is a, a safety net. But it's not really keeping us safe. You know, fearing each other is the problem. The solution is love and understanding. And that's what we need in this world is more love and understanding. Okay? I mean, come on. So, but what I'm going to do today... Like I said, I'm not I'm not keeping the game to myself no more because, like I said, keeping it to myself ain't helping me. So what I'm going to do, and I want you to call your friends and tell them that Joe Moffitt did this. And I also want y'all to let me, I'm going to let Samantha know that I did this as well, darling, to give you an idea of what I was talking about. When I say consulting these young ladies, what I said, what I was mentioning was basically befriending one or two. And giving them some advisements on how to do things and how to get it done right. Maybe even giving them access to your network so that you can make some coin off of it as well. Okay? But then as you teach and instill these young ladies, you show them how to do it. Not everybody knows how to tweet. Not everybody knows how to become successful on Instagram and on Twitter and how to how to blow up a network. It's just not that easy. No, you can't just flash your pussy on the internet and you'll get a couple of thousand followers. But what you going to do to keep them there? You understand what I'm saying? We, this is where I'm saying that you can teach God and mold minds. This is what we need to start doing as Americans, as people. If we want to improve this country, we have to improve all of our ways of life. You can't get, I can't sit here and get rich and step over somebody that's broken the street. That ain't going to help me. That ain't going to help us. We can't get better by letting people who are continuing, letting people get away with doing worse. Even if it's to themselves, you got to show them a better way. At least try. If they don't want to accept it, fuck it. Don't push it on them. Don't go too far. You ain't got to overdo it. Not by any means. But by all means, let's take a little extra effort to show each other how we can do better. Okay? Let's take a little extra effort to show how we can be better people together to make this world a better place. There's so much separatism in this world. It drives me crazy. You understand what I'm saying? It drives me mad how much separation there is in this world. Segregation ended years ago, but yet we still practice it today. You think I'm lying? You think I'm lying? Visit a prison that's laid out kind of like orange is a new black. You know, art imitates life. I don't understand why they have, as I was watching this show, I don't understand why they had a black area, a white area, a Hispanic area. What? Why? Well, what is that shit about? Segregation. That's what it's about. You can't try to love each other if you, one, Sometimes can't even deal with loving ourselves. And two, not being able to experience what others fulfill. To not be able to experience what others go through. And, and to get an understanding. I can't, I, if, a, if, if a white man ain't never been to the ghetto, he can't talk about what's going on in the ghetto. You don't know. You don't have a fucking clue. I hate when you hear a newscaster talk about what's going on, a, 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 a situation of violence that's happened in a project area, and then they want to try to give their two cents. No, 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 no. Shut up. You report on it, you shut your ass up. That's it. That's all you can do. Because you wasn't even fucking there when the shit went down. Not only that, you don't understand the, the, the concept of why it's happening. Because to be honest with you, we don't understand either. And we being black folks. I don't understand why children like Tyshawn Lee are, are dead in the ground. I don't understand um, why Kumpa Sensei is dead. 
found in a ditch? You can't explain to me why dozens of people get shot every weekend in Chicago. You can't explain that to me. It makes no sense. And then we have groups like Black Lives Matter that want to sit here and come out and scream Black Lives Matter. But you don't never see these niggas nowhere when black folks doing stupid shit. You don't never see them show up. So who the fuck does Black Lives Matter to, huh? Who are you bullshitting? You want to defend yourself? By all means, you got an open fucking certificate to come to my goddamn show any day of the week. We can make this shit happen. My mic goes with me everywhere, nigga. I stay ready. But I'm tired, man. I'm tired. We all fucking tired. Everybody want a right to have a gun. Don't nobody want to have common sense. Ain't that a bitch? Everybody want a gun. Nobody want common sense. Everybody want a right to bear arms. Nobody wants to actually do what's right. What's going on, man? Explain this shit to me. Because I can't fucking call it. I don't get it. And, and, it's, and it's, it's not something that is a hard concept to understand, y'all. I know this is supposed to be a comedy show, but God damn it, I got to be real today. You understand what I'm saying? Like Jesse say, honey, just because we magic don't mean, don't mean we ain't real. And today, Joe Moffat got to give y'all some realness. I'm sorry. Y'all need to wake the fuck up. Wake up. I was going to do my best to try to make this show funny, but I can't. It's hard. It's hard to sit here and try to do comedy when there's so much bullshit going on. When I know words of encouragement are needing to be spoken, and God damn it, I got them. It's my duty to tell y'all what, what the business is. And right now, y'all fucking up. Black folks, white folks, purple, green, yellow, orange, whatever the fuck, and that shit. Everybody fucking up. If you think that just staying inside yourself is going to make things better. Bullshit. That's got to stop. We got to come together. All races, all colors, all creeds. We need to step in and say, look here, we tired of everybody that's got this bullshit. If all black people would actually come together, we could get rid of these goddamn gangs. If all white people came together, all of this conservatism and that bullshit would stop. We've got to come together. If we don't, we will continue to be lost. Okay? We've got to find a common fucking ground here. Between all of us, this shit has got to stop. It's too much. We get mad at cops for killing black people. But then black people do shit that scares the shit out of everybody. Because we kill ourselves. Regularly. You feel me? And then everybody always want to throw a stat back at somebody. Last night, I'm sitting here, when, they, when I first heard the news break about Alton Sterling, I'm like, okay, well, we, we see the video in plain fucking sight. That man was standing there. They was talking to him. One cop dived in, tackled him, threw him into a fucking car, threw him to the ground. And had him apprehended and subdued. And still felt they needed to put five fucking bullets in that man's back while he on the ground. They'll scream fear. They'll scream that they were concerned. Do your fucking job if you're a cop, bruh. Cop, a cop's job has never been to shoot first, shoot again, shoot one more time, plug a few more for effect, then ask fucking questions. Bullshit. But in the same breath, I can't sit here and be mad at these cops. Well, I can. But I'm not going to just sit here and bark at them. When in the same breath, can't nobody explain to me who threw an innocent body in a ditch dead. Left from there. What kind of sick, twisted fucker are you? 
what the fuck is the matter with you to, to, to just literally disregard somebody that way? I, and nobody knows who did it. Somebody know who did the shooting at the block party, though, in Houston. A lot of this is coming from Houston because that's where I follow. That's my home. We put a call to arms up yesterday. A lot of people on Facebook posting a message about how we need to stop the violence. It's 2016. We don't even, they don't even go. It, remember the, the, the remember, hell, we had songs back in the day. Self-destruction. We're headed for self-destruction. We've never stopped self-destructing ourselves. We've got to stop. Black people, stop. You can't ask white folks to act right if y'all ass is still doing wrong. How the fuck we gonna go out in the street and tell white, white folks to get their shit together about black folks when then we turn around and go home and end up killing ourselves? By ourselves, I mean each other. Don't play with me, bitch. I know what the fuck I said and I know what the fuck I meant. This will get your feelings hurt today, goddamn. Don't be trying to... Uh... Yeah, that was pointed at whoever the fuck. I know somebody just heard this recording and heard me say, yes, nigga, I'm talking to you. Let's get our shit together, man. This, this shit got to stop. It's got to change. If it don't change, ain't no, everything going to stay the same. And like I said earlier today, from 1990 to 2016, what has really changed? Not us. Okay? Our actions. Is what causes consequences. But if we ain't gonna do something as black people to help our black people, we're gonna stay lost in the system. Okay? A system that's built around body counts. Okay. I've been watching the watching Orange the newest black. Orange is the new black, as I mentioned earlier. And it's a very powerful show, I'm not going to lie. It, it, it really touches on a lot of things that our government probably didn't want us to see in reference to the prison system as it is laid out as at this time. I was actually thrilled to see the show transform from when the prison was just state-ran and state-sanctioned to when they brought in this corporation. Because when they brought in the corporations, huh, what did that remind you of? Big vehicles pulling up and dropping off bodies of people. Loading them into to small, confined areas. Forcing them to, to work and do manual labor. Don't get me wrong. I know these people wasn't kidnapped. I know they're criminals. I get that. But, I mean, really, when, when they went to stacking the, the, the beds and, and making the bunk beds and, and damn near doubling, well over doubling the population that was in there and then they're getting ready to double it again, art imitates life, folks. You can't have art without seeing some of this crazy shit in life. You know, I mean, granted, I, you know, I ain't never seen a nigga fly around with 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 a mask on and 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 uh, rockets shooting out of his shoes and shit. You know, we, we ain't got Iron Man. You know, that's pure imagination. I get that. But even then, somebody saw something that was an inspiration to be able to come up with Iron Man. And they saw it in real life. Art imitates life. Orange is New Black is a perspective of a book that was written by Piper Kerman who is, her character is being portrayed by, uh, uh, character Piper Chapman is being portrayed by Taylor Schilling. It's a damn good show. Samir Wiley plays Poussey, who I think, in my, Poussey was my favorite character. Because she wasn't really, she was that, that midway between a lot of the actions of what, 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 what the black girls were doing compared to everybody else. She grew up in different aspects and, 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 and saw different cultures and, 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 and reveled in the notion that it's not all about just black folks. It's not all about white folks. It's about people. It's about the human spirit. 
I didn't see when I saw the video of Alton Sterling being killed. I didn't put on Twitter that they murdered a black man. No, I said that them they don't give a fuck about human life. Black, white, purple. That was a fucking human being, folks. Just like you and me. A person. A person. And they killed him like it didn't even matter. Anybody that don't have compassion for human life, just you know, that, that's what we need to start, start, start doing. We need to start the human movement. Okay? All of us being people, all of us being together. That's what we need to start doing. I'm tired of hearing the, the black lives matter and the all lives matter and the white lives matter and the brown lives matter and, and shut the fuck up. Do something about it. Human lives matter. Us being people and being good to each other is what matters. Okay? I'm sitting here on Twitter, and, I, I'm, and I, I get a headache because, no, it was on Facebook, actually. When they posted this morning, and, and everybody was actually getting the news about what happened in Baton Rouge, and I'm sitting here reading posts on Facebook from people, you know, the majority white, and they're just, just oh, he was doing this, and he was doing that, and da-da-da-da-da, and not even wanting to reference that he was on the ground with his hand behind his back, two officers on top of him. And the cop pulls out a gun and shoots him while he is on the ground. Help me understand how that makes sense. Help me see how you can find relevance of any way, shape, or form or fashion of this being good and being just and these officers doing their job. Are you fucking kidding me? Come on, man. Y'all got to do better than that, my nigga. God damn, y'all got to do better than that. So this is my official call to arms to everybody. No more black lives matter. Because y'all ain't worried about black lives. Y'all worried about getting on the news. Y'all worried about bringing... Y'all worried about, about bringing true stories to light when it comes to injustice towards black people. But if you're not going to reference to the injustice that black people bring to themselves, sit your ass down somewhere. Your motherfucking ass is not helping. At all. To the dumbass nigga that felt like he made a big reference when he called himself calling out Justin Timberlake on Twitter. Nigga, you wasn't nothing but a punk-ass distraction. And what's fucked up is that as black folks, y'all ought to be ashamed of yourself because it worked. Everybody got something to say about what this nigga calling out Justin Timberlake had to say, but half of y'all done forgot the whole goddamn words of what Jesse Williams had to say. The whole speech was the, was the point. We don't give a fuck. Yes, Justin Timberlake agreed. Good job. We know you cool. We know you like black folks. Then you're going to sit and call him about talking about Justin Timberlake, all his music. Talking about he's going to get back all his music. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Justin Timberlake, main producer, is Timberland, a black man. So his music is going to sound like niggas made it. You want to know why? Because a nigga did. Really? He gives a black man a motherfucking job and y'all want to sit here and chastise this nigga? Really, dude? And all of you stupid motherfuckers that were sitting on that same shit talking about Jesse don't have no room to speak because he bright-skinned, please go and jump off a goddamn cliff. Head fucking first. Your ass don't deserve to be the thing, the first, the first thing that get hit, you sorry son of a bitch. How are we going to sit here talking about Black Lives Matter and we can't even keep Black Lives from fighting within ourselves? We can't even get a comprehension of, of sitting here calling this man out because he bright-skinned. Are you fucking with me? Come on, man. Got to do better, man. We got to do better. Orange is the new black. 
I love the show. I'm going to be honest with you. Every character on that show is played in a way that you can believe and feel for them people in this show. Before you even know that it's a true story, before you even know it's a, 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 a book originally, the show will amaze you simply by the storylines and the people. You would think they couldn't come up with such amazing storylines in the setting that, they, that they're in, but yet they do, and it's amazing. Like I said earlier in today's show, Brad Hinkie is playing the fuck out of Piscatella. He is playing that damn role to the fullest. I wouldn't mind seeing Brad Hinkie being a villain on Game of Thrones. Should he fit in just fine? You know, I, and when you see him on Twitter, he don't even look like the type to really be a villain. But he doing a damn good job at this one. Uzo Aduba. God damn. Crazy eyes. Suzanne. <laughs> it's hard to explain. Crazy eyes. You you got to see this character for yourself, cause I I don't think I've ever seen a character portrayal like this ever on television. To see somebody that is just you know, she has mental incapacities, and yet she's still a uh, still a human being, still a good person, but you know, she got problems. Uh, and and yet and still. You know, you, you see how people do her, though. Like when V had, man, V used that damn girl for everything that, that she could get out of with interest and dividends and treated her like shit. And yet she thought that that was mom. She thought that that was home. She thought that that was love. You know? I mean, wow. You feel me? Which I knew they was going to kill V off anyway because she had to go off and play Rosewood Mama, you know? I'm not mad at the sex scenes at one fucking bit that they have. On Orange is the New Black, because that shit is awesome. I have no complaints on those whatsoever. Okay? I do have a concern about the whole segregation thing, though. I don't like that. You expect people to be able to get along when you segregate them all and then you throw them in a room together to eat? You practice segregation, but you think... That you're supposed to have peace? Really? It's not how it works, folks. We all got to get along. We all got to get together, you know? No more of this, you know, finding it okay to hate each other. It's bullshit. And in this particular prison system, once again, as a portrayal of a book that was written from real life, that is, man, that's absurd. To have people separated like that, you know, by race. Come on, man. Come on, man. Really? That's the biggest. If I had one big problem, other than administration, you know, Caputo is a little bitch. Let's just call a spade a spade. He's a bitch. He don't know no better. You know, he can try to act tough guy, Billy Badass, all he want. As soon as Pooh say daddy, jump on that goddamn prison yard, his ass going to be running like a little bitch. I am ready to see that shit. That is going to be interesting as fuck. I'm really ready to see what Pusey's dad does next year because that shit is going, that nigga is going to shut it down. I got a feeling Pusey's dad is going to get his with interest in dividends next year. I think that that character is going to explode in a way that is going to be amazing if they do it right. Like I said, I've never read the book, so I don't know. I'm hoping he does because I know me as a father. I shit. Somebody, whoa, 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 wait. You call me five minutes before you do a press conference to tell me that my child is dead. You can't explain to me how. You can't explain to me why. But you can take your bitch ass on the news. And not only make my child look like a villain, but to make the fucking police officer who killed her look like a hero? (laughs) 
you can't fathom to me exactly how the fuck this is supposed to make sense at all. So, yeah, I really do hope that once the general does arrive, some shit starts to go down. Because I, I, I got a feeling that that whole goddamn prison system about to get shut down out there. That whole company and everything else, the corporate, the landscape, that nigga, I hope that nigga come through and rip the walls off that motherfucking prison. I'm serious. And he has every fucking right to. I like the character. I like Red's character. She's very, very interesting. Red has been, Red has kind of held the stronghold on, on a lot of the things that was going on in that prison. But on the flip side, she didn't stay to herself. She ain't been trying to hurt nobody. You understand what I'm saying? Unlike that first crazy motherfucking prison guard, that goofy motherfucker. I don't understand how the hell this dude thought that he had this girl pregnant. He knew he used the condom. He knew he used the condom. And who came up with the logic of fucking a guy to make him think that you're pregnant by him so that the emphasis will be taking off of the other fucking little prick. You know what I'm saying? Who then basically either got fired off of the show or I don't know. You know, I, I, I really, truly don't get it how that went down. You know? I, I, I just, I, I can't comprehend. Y'all got to give me a minute. My, oh, wow. Okay. My wife just texted me. She was asking me if the news of... Um, the Baton Rouge police shooting with uh, Alton Sterling was actually true. My wife sees these things on Facebook, and, and she comes to me before she, you know, really sees them as being real or not to, to find out the truth if it's real because there's so much fake shit that's posted on Facebook, you know? Um, so I'm pretty sure me and her will have that conversation in a little bit. But um, as I was mentioning before, Orange is a New Black, that is, it is an amazing show. I, I do like all of the character portrayals. Um, Taryn Manning is killing the role of what is how they say their bitch name Pixitani or whatever. You know she she's playing that role to the fullest. Every role on the show is being played right. Adrian Brooks, uh, who plays Cindy, I love that goddamn character. I truly do because she gives no fucks. My only problem with her came from when it came time to being a, a, a real mother, and she wasn't having it, you know. That that kind of broke my heart a little bit. But, you know, and a lot of people think that that's not a true portrayal of, of people, however, of a mother. However, if it wasn't, we wouldn't have so many children in, in foster care. I mean, you, you just got, let's call it spade a spade. There's a lot of grandmothers out here that's having to play mother and they, they later on in their lives because, you know, it's true. I mean, because the, the children don't want to raise the child, but the, the grandmother ain't going to let the child just go without. Hell, you got a whole lot of grandparents playing mommies out here in this country. Hell. I, I From personal experience, hell, my, my sisters knew my grandmother more as mother than they knew my own mother. So I could kind of comprehend the situation for those that can. I can comprehend the situation with Cindy because I've seen it, and it's true. Shit happens, life goes on. They choose to live their life and take care of their responsibilities. It sucks, but it's real, you know? I'm just glad, like, my, you know, like some things, it's not hereditary. I love tasting. I didn't, it was kind of like she was thrown in as being the leader of the group. The problem with that is they never should have been a group. Like I said before, I don't, I don't agree with the concept of segregation between the races. You can't have people segregated all day long and expect peace when they finally come together to break bread. You feel me? I mean, how can you expect peace during turmoil? I will say this, and I did respect all of them when they all stood up on them tables, and I want everybody to notice, and I really hope you guys comprehend to the message that they were trying to send at the end of season four. The message that they were trying to send was very, very simple and easy to comprehend. When we go at it separately, nothing will get done. But when we come together, 
Oh, baby. When we come together, change, true change, can be seen, felt, and heard. We got to come together, y'all. We, we, we got to do it. If you, got, if you got one theme out of Oranges and New Black, do you not notice when Red got into the kitchen, what happened? Things got a little bit better after the Mexican girls took over. No, did you ever notice that? Did you not see how happy Poussey was with So-So? She wanted to love Tasty, but Tasty wasn't having it. It's just not her type. In which we all know that is the, one of the uh, uh, homosexuality is a huge stereotype within the black community. They, they, it's, it's frowned upon. You know? Homosexuality is, is extremely not accepted in many cases in the black community, but yet and still... Which and, and I think the character uh, of Tasty did love and adore Poussey very much. Just not in that light. She probably wanted to be with her in that light, but she just felt that she couldn't be. You know? And of course, Alex, Lord have mercy, played by the lovely Lori Papone. I've been in love with Donna since goddamn that 70s show. So to see her walking around with this black ass high is just fucking with my whole little emotions. I want my red hair back. If it's just me. <laughs> if there's one complaint I got on Laura Papon's character is that she got fucking dark hair. No! I don't like dark hair. Fuck that. <laughs> Give me my red hair back, goddammit. It should be Donna Pensiati all over again. But I understand, you know, the, the real life character of, of Alex Voss is, is dark haired, a little bit shorter. Actually, much shorter. <laughs> she was actually in real life. She was shorter than uh, Piper. So you know, it's kind of like I said, they they can't get it all right. And plus, having an actress like Laura Papon on the show is is a big up and big awesomeness because she is a great actress. I, I will say that everybody on this show is doing an amazing job. I don't know if they knew they had the ensemble put together the way they did, but I mean, Laverne Cox is killing it. I have never seen and understood why everybody had so much great things to say about Laverne Cox, but God damn, boy, she killing that role. She is slaying that role, and it is so awesome to be seen because, once again, as I said before, this, the, this, the biggest stereotype in the black community, the biggest one of our biggest shames that they call a shame is, is homosexuality in the black community. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Who you love, who you love is who you love. You can't control that. It is what it is. And I don't think anybody that is deciding to have an opinion on what you do with your life, sometimes if that person ain't paying your bills, wiping your ass or sucking your dick, maybe just maybe their opinion shouldn't mean jack shit. But that's just, you know, who I am and, and how I do it. You feel me? You know, if if you ain't really, I'm sorry, if you ain't making a contribution in a person's life to make their life better, how the fuck can you sit and tell that person what to do with themselves? Let's just be real, folks. Y'all know I ain't going to give it to you no other way but real. You know? Let's start doing that. Because like I said, at the end of that season, what you saw was power. What you saw was true power. And what that showed, you got to see on film right there the true power of what we could have as people if we come together. But we've got to come together. If we keep fighting each other, we will never, ever be great. You want to make this country great? They keep saying make the country great again. Never in this country have we really had true unity. You want to make this country great? Let's unite. Let's all be together. Not just in, 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 in love and fucking. Let's get together on everything. Come to a basic understanding of each other so that we can respect each other and, 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 and respect one another and respect ourselves. And you will truly see change. But it all starts at being and coming together. So I want everybody to go back and watch that scene 
at the end of season four of Orange and New Black to see what it looked like, what it's like if we all come together. I love the way they ended that episode, and I love the way that theme was written. I just hope everybody caught on to it. I know most people didn't. That's the reason why you got people like Joe Moffat, yeah, to help you understand and see and realize the true power that we all have as human beings, and we need to start taking advantage of it. And on that note, I'd like to say thank you again for listening to another episode of the Joe Moffat Show, which could quite possibly be the second and maybe even the third episode of the day. Because next up on the Joe Moffat Show, we're going to be invaded by a mini-mini. And I'll see you, you guys will see who it is out here in a little bit, right here on the Joe Moffat Show. Thank you again. Come back. Don't go nowhere. We still got a third show coming up today, so don't run too far because it's still going down. Peace and love. See you guys in a bit.